This podcast is brought to you by Men's Tea Clinic. Men's Tea Clinic is the team I trust with my total wellness optimization, and so should you. Five DFW locations with North Frisco, El Dorado Parkway at Dallas North Tollway now open. Call 972-GO-MEN'S-TEA or visit mensteaclinic.com. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. KNC Masterpiece right here on 105.3 The Fan. Do... The Cowboys and Eagles have the same major flaw, and is it a fatal flaw? I want to get into that in this segment, but Corey, I'm going to also ask you, do you want to dive right into that, or do you want to talk about the complete and utter unraveling that's happening in Denver, or do you want, oh, to, hold, man. Do you want to hold that off? This is interesting, and I want to try and see if I can get the, the audio on this. Uh, Tyler Columbus uh, told Broncos. He discovered America. Nope, that is a di- that was Christopher Columbus. Who oh, Kevin? You should really that is, tone that down that just is a little debatable. bit. He is uh, he's on ninety two point five FM uh, in Denver, and I don't know exactly what station that is. But he told them the Broncos country, Mike, that Russell Wilson is calling audibles from his time in Seattle, hmm. but nobody on the Denver Broncos knows what the audibles are. I mean that makes sense. They weren't in Seattle. Yeah. That now can't if you be did, true. Can't it, it, if you so did he's, go, he's using language that they used in Seattle. So the receivers and the offensive line are like, we don't say that here. So I'm not sure what you want us to do at this point. Is that am I understanding this? Correctly? Yes. He's using verbiage like. that they don't know, and I'm guessing that like the the idea is just, hey, uh, I, I I'm the quarterback. You're the offense. Just go implement what I t- what I'm supposed to do, and y'all just kind of know with it. And Benjamin Albright, Kevin, who you can believe or not, said there is truth to that. So that there is reality that this is well, happening on the field. This is I, wild. I want to change my opinion on the Broncos this season. That I think they've done a hell of a job. As <laughs> I know, on the surface, a three and six record is disappointing, but. If you have your quarterback just going rogue and calling audibles for a system that you were never there for, I think they've done a hell of a job. Yeah, man. It, it just like if you're a receiver and he's like, he's like bacon can two, and you're like, I don't know what bacon can two is. And he's like, well, DK Metcalf knew what it was. You're like, right. What the hell is that supposed to help me right, right. now? And th- so can you just imagine Dak walking out there and he's trying to get his protections lined up? And he's speaking Jason Garrett language, and he's like, "No, that, that we're Mike McCarthy language now." I know it's it's the same, like uh, because Kellen Moore's been the, the the bridge for that. But it, it would make no sense. No wonder their offense looks so miserable. Their quarterback, who requested his own uh, freaking office at the stadium, and, right. and Kevin, I know, or Mike, I know there's a whisper that we heard. His if you are a teammate of his and you want to talk to him, you got to go through his agent. Like is a whisper that we heard was going that on is there. The dumbest this thing. This is the worst, the worst possible scenario. What happened to this guy? All right. What you know happened what? to him? It changed my mind. I have taken Nathaniel Hackett from the firing line to into coach of the year consideration. Because <laughs> he's got to deal yeah. with that. If you got to deal with that, I don't know. That's wild. But like they're stuck with him, right? Yes. The the contract. You gave is, up the booty for him too. Uh, yeah, and I'm not gonna say 
untradeable because that feels like something that is not necessarily as much as a thing as it used to be, but they can't cut him because that would cripple their franchise for like five years. And I could not fathom any universe in which people would want him, let alone want to give up anything for him. It would be like, we'll take Russell Wilson if you give us like two first round picks. Maybe the Seahawks would t- would trade Geno straight up. You know what I'm point. telling you or right trade now? Drew, Drew Locke back. You know, Drew Locke, maybe. But right now, <laughs> if I'm Seattle, straight up. Like, if there is no money involved, there is no way in hell I would trade Geno Smith for Russell Wilson, which is a statement that if you would have told me I would make at the beginning of the year, my head probably would have exploded. Yeah, somebody did text in yesterday, and they were like, man, I've been listening for years how you guys think Russ is better than Dak. And I was like, that's not necessarily what I've been saying. But, I mean, I there was a time when Kevin said he's better than Tony Romo. And at that point, he had a Super Bowl championship under his belt, and he had all the, like, forward mobility in the world going on with him and we look back at you know their career of a Dan Marino type guy none uh Aaron Rodgers he's got one and then you got Russell Wilson who has the one and he's been there a couple times but man this is a complete change of direction for his entire career it really is now it sounds like he's just clueless Kevin like he doesn't He doesn't know what he's doing. And that is the most dangerous thing that you honestly run into is people who don't realize, like, all of the mistakes they're making and stuff like that. Now, the good news for the Cowboys, they 100% realize the mistakes they've been making when it comes to run defense. But I was looking through a little bit, and my question is, do the Eagles and the Cowboys have the same major flaw And then is it going to be a fatal flaw? So I decided to kind of like, we've talked a lot about how crappy the Cowboys run defense has been, right? Mm -hmm. So the Cowboys have given up the 29th most rushing yards, or, or excuse me, they are 29th in rushing yards allowed per game, which is bad. That means they're fourth worst. However, the Eagles are 20th in rushing yards allowed per game. And then you take a closer look, rushing yards allowed per attempt. Eagles are 25th. The Cowboys are 26th. Okay, so they're both bad at it. So they're both really bad at it. And then I decided to take a further look at what has been the Eagles. I know they only have one loss, but like when they get into closer games. Now, the one anomaly in this is Jacksonville. They shut down Jacksonville's run just fine, and that game was still really close. All their other closest games, check this out. Lions, that was a three-point win. The Eagles gave up 181 yards rushing. Mm. Cardinals, three-point win. They gave up 124 yards rushing. Cowboys, nine-point win. They gave up 134 yards rushing. Commanders, 11-point loss. They gave up 152 yards rushing. So you see that if the Eagles are vulnerable, and they have been fantastic this season, make no mistake about it, they, like the Cowboys, are also vulnerable in terms of stopping the run. So my question for both teams then is, do you think this could be a fatal flaw, especially when there's teams like San Francisco on the horizon, or if you think it's going to end up being Minnesota, whoever the NFC team of choice is? Yeah, I think one of the things the Eagles and the Cowboys, honestly, Cowboys didn't do it so much with Cooper, I believe, but the big explosive downfield plays, he did get a, a, a few here and there, but they relied on their run so much that it really did shorten a game and gave the Cowboys in in with the Cooper Rush group it was best possible chance to win late in a game. Hey, if we can if we can get the ball back late in a game, our defense has done its job. We have an opportunity to do something. 
with a lead here. The Eagles have been playing this very explosive pass game, downfield attack, in addition to their ability to run for big yards. And if teams are able to eliminate some of that downfield attack, which they, they've shown that that is a possibility, it just they got to kind of figure out some of that RPO stuff that's going on early in a game and kind of get used to it. But if they can do that and you are able to give up these types of plays throughout the game, then that is going to be a problem for them in the playoffs. We saw it happen to the Cowboys last well, year. And especially, I think the Cowboys can be a team that can push the pace mm-hmm. running the ball. Now, that doesn't fix our run defense whatsoever, and we're still working on that. Obviously, Minnesota will be a good test, but I think the Cowboys could be one of those matchups where they can attack the Eagles by running the ball. To go along with all of that, I was reading an article that I was kind of intrigued by is, do you think it's good for the Eagles to have lost? There was once a coach I talked to that won multiple high school state championships, and he thinks no loss is a good loss. He goes, I could teach them the exact same things even if we win. (laughs) And so I was always like, oh, well, Well, uh, okay. We also talked to a coach once that his team was undefeated going into the playoffs. And through the playoffs until they came up against the team that beat them the season before in the playoffs. And they lost one game out of the three game series. And he said, best thing that could have happened to us. Yeah. We needed to lose that so we can realize. And so I wonder with the Eagles, there will be no more questions this year about can you go undefeated? Do you think this is the broader scheme? This is good because I go back to Jalen Hurts when he was like, now, I've been 8-0 before, and we lost the national championship. And so, do you think this can give them a new level of focus or refocus or whatever to still get the number one seed and, they hope, go to the Super Bowl? I I don't know, Mike. Um, they lost to Washington, and Washington gave everything that they had in that game, and they still put a lot of points on the board, like the Eagles did. So, I think that the Eagles still feel pretty confident in their ability to score it's not like this is one of those where they were shut down and they were like, oh, crap, is the blueprint out on our team right now? Uh, so that, that's kind of where I am with that is I don't I don't know that it's one of those moments. that's like, hey, this has galvanized us uh, because they still they still have that confidence to go through with it. Yeah, I think watching some of that Monday night game, the reason they lost is all of a sudden they turned over the ball more than they had the entire season in that right. one game. I mean, there's other things that happen, obviously really stupid play by their veteran defensive end Graham at the end of the game. They were going to get the ball back. <clears throat> were they going to score a touchdown? Probably not, but at least you'd have given yourself a chance. I, I think that the Eagles, like all the teams in the NFC that are going to make the playoffs are good, not great. Uh, I just, the Eagles can be beat. And the one thing when we talk about, you're talking about the fatal flaw of the Eagles slash the Cowboys being the run defense. Uh, Somebody's going to overcome it because there's not a great quarterback in the NFC. Tom Brady's past his prime. Aaron Rodgers right now doesn't even look like he's going to make the playoffs. And I don't know if he has the weapons to look as good as he can. And so you look at Jalen Hurts. I'll put him in good quarterback category. I think people need to realize I had him in horrible quarterback category. (laughs) So I've elevated him from horrible to below average to average to good, but not great or elite, but he's good. Dak is good. Kirk Cousins is good. Um, In a weird way, Jimmy Garoppolo can be good at best, probably more average than good. And so you just start looking at the contenders. Geno Smith, what in the world happened? But, I mean, he might have elevated himself to average to good this year. There's not the quarterback 
situation where if you throw Joe Burrow into the mix or like Lamar Jackson, whatever you think of him, or if you throw obviously Patrick Mahomes or Josh Allen, all of a sudden you throw him into this mix of teams that are going to make it, you're like, man, he's by far the best quarterback. All the best quarterbacks are all in the AFC. So yeah. it's it's going to be interesting. Somebody's going to overcome this, and there's going to be a quarterback most likely in the Super Bowl from the NFC that people usually wouldn't consider an elite quarterback. He might get that status because he made the Super Bowl, and it's just one game. Anything can happen in that game. But uh, I do think it will be the Cowboys or the Eagles' fatal flaw, but I think there's also a decent chance one of those teams makes the Super Bowl. So then is it a fatal flaw if then you make no, the Super Bowl? I guess not, yeah. Because if you lose in the Battling. Super Bowl, I'm like, well, you know, because everyone talked about Kansas City's offensive line a, a couple and, years back. And Cincinnati last year. Yeah. And, and it I ended get, up beating them in the Super Bowl. Absolutely. But I do wonder if you made it to the Super Bowl, if you're like, I mean, it wasn't so fatal that we couldn't make it this far. And then, by the way, I don't know how you feel about this tradition, but Larry Zonka did take to Twitter to give a toast to the Washington Commanders for defeating Philadelphia and knocking off their undefeated he record. Knows how to use Twitter? That's awesome. Or that's really cool. Or whoever took the picture for him oh, posted yeah, it. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. I'm not, I wonder I how many know. people are still alive from that team. There can't be many. Yeah, because it was fifty. I mean, it was fifty years ago. So you got to think. So most, most of them are them about are 80? seventy to eighty years yeah. old. I mean, I, I'm just. Saying I have no idea. Half? Would you say more than half of the players are still alive from that team? Well, I think half feels like a decent because you're talking about people that are probably what seventy two to eighty five ish. Yeah. So come on, Miami Herald. I don't want to like buy a subscription to this. I just want to know hey, how many in the Prince story. is dying. Help them out, Corey. Come on. We're the KNC Masterpiece right here on 105 Through the Fan. Coming up next, I have no idea how this is going to play out. The World Cup begins Sunday. How invested are you? 877-881-1053. Also want to hear from you and the Twitch and the YouTube. We'll do it all next right here on The Fan. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Farfan with the fake for Eric Curling in. Kripo got caught. And FC Dallas surprises. 
is Maxime Cropo, and it's the 10th of the year for Ferreira. Jesus Ferreira, one of three locals through the FC Dallas system that are on the World Cup team. So I'm really curious how this goes, because I have no idea where people stand on this. How into the World Cup are you? From the 469, incredibly invested, love that it's during the holidays. From another 469, I am 100,000% in on the World Cup, my favorite sport. And then from the 713, go Holland. All right, so what? Derek, I love Derek Holland. He's a great guy. I, my question to you on on top of that is goes along with that. Are you 100% invested in America? Yes. Whenever this thing goes down because Kevin, I usually I usually run with Belgium. That's usually the team, especially the last, or 4 years ago whenever the we US was there. Yeah. I was like, "All right, then give me Belgium again." Uh and America, not typically I'm looking at the 50 top players at Qatar. I'm, guess, I'm guessing we don't have a whole bunch representative. Oh, any. Kevin, you got a really good. You're close. We have zero. <laughs> According <laughs> to ESPN, yeah. the 50 top players in the World Cup, America has zero in the fifth in the top 50. So you know what though? It's not an individual sport, Kevin. It is a team sport, and okay. that's why that doesn't matter. All all that matters is how good our group does collectively. Okay, you can have one star. But it's there's got to be what twelve people out there from the I think it's, it's Freddie Adu's time. It's I know not, it is. No, he was like fourteen no. years old, twenty five years ago. Uh-huh. I think he's exiting his prime, but still there. And I do see this. I do see this undercurrent with a lot of people texting in. He's uh, Freddie Adu is thirty three. <laughs> still, he's still got time. He's younger than Messi and Ronaldo. From the four six nine, this person said they hate soccer and slavery. Oh yeah! So they're out on the World Cup. I am really curious what that undercurrent of the awful conditions that they've had folks working. If you think that was a choice in, in the setup to this World Cup, that was bought and paid for to begin with anyway, in oh, terms yeah. of how they got it there. The uh, from the. 365 Megan Rapinoe ruined every USA soccer team for me forever, so I root for my nationality. Oh, Rapino. She's on the Rapino. She's on the women's team, and she has lots of thoughts Opinions. about things that I know some people don't like, but then some people like quite a bit. I saw somebody text in 99% in on the U.S., 1% on Lionel Messi. Is it, okay. just, is it just guys who are playing? Yes. 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 This is the, the men's World Cup, yes. The girls' World Cup or women's they're, World they're Cup? They're staggered. They'll run in opposite years. And this is also— you can tell how invested I am. I know. And this is also in a different time for the World Cup. Yeah, I thought usually, it was summertime. Yeah, they usually like run it in the summer. Degrees exactly. And get exhausted. It is exa- that, is, that is exactly why— they moved it because they were like, seriously, it's going to be like 120 degrees on the field or maybe even more. I think soccer is a great sport. It's just not for me. I've I've tried watching it. I kind of got into Man City a little bit. Okay. Um, you know, I know like Holland's on that team now and they got a redheader like De Bruyne or De Bruyne. De Bruyne. Pretty good. Ronald Sterling never passes the ball. It's always funny. Um, you think he's a Tim Hardaway Jr. Oh, he's soccer. Tim Hardaway Jr. for sure. Okay. It's a better. Now, um, but... I guess I'll I guess I'll watch it if kind of and when I say nothing's on like 
if the Mavericks are on, I'm going to watch the Mavericks. If there's a good NFL football game where the Cowboys are on, I'm going to watch the Cowboys. Like, I, it has to be kind of. I think these, nothing is on. I think these games are positioned during the day, too. Okay. So, like for example, U.S. opens up against Wales. I believe that game is Monday at one o'clock. It's during our show. Yeah, and so, and that's honestly probably going to be the match that decides if the United States moves on or not. And then that game against England is on Black Friday. I think all the games are at either noon or one. So I don't know how much it'll go like head to head because yeah. the one against Iran is on a Tuesday. And I know there's zillions of fans of, of soccer, Absolutely. so I know it's very popular. It's probably the most popular sport in the world. But it's not very popular here. Yeah. And so. Comparatively. Right. Yeah, for sure. You're right. I mean, it's. Would you say it's the fourth sport in the United States or fifth? There's. Mm, I don't think there's any chance it's fourth if you count college football. Like, I don't Are think. Are you talking well, about MLS soccer? Well. Or just soccer in general? But he's soccer in general. Football's one in the United States. We know that okay, by far. Okay, so we're combining Baseball all and football? basketball are two slash three. Whichever way you want to put them. They're really close to each other. Then, then I'm asking like. Golf, yeah. tennis, hockey. Like, are, is think, soccer more important than so- those? I do in the think United soccer States? is more important. You show up uh, to a soccer any any facility on a Saturday and tell me that it's not important. Yeah, no. Like, I, you show what Kevin we saw whenever the Nationals were here out sure. there in Frisco, and it was like, holy crap, is there a parking spot? Yeah, those places are intensely packed. I mean, because kids play soccer and love orange slices. Now, from the <laughs> I agree with that. From the nine zero three. There is zero hope for the United States. Well, there valid. is no, not valid. It is valid. We're horrible at this. <laughs> no. We don't no. even qualify now. No, okay. We didn't qualify last time, but for a long time before that, we qualified. Guarantee we'll qualify for the next one. We, I mean, sure. I like the host city like farming in New Mexico for the Connie Mac World Series. Yep. The United States is in the middle of the pack <laughs> for this World Cup. They are currently or slightly above the middle of the pack so huzzah to us huzzah is the united states is 14th in the betting odds Mm. brazil leads the way argentina is second then france england spain germany well you have to go down several more before you get us lined up with switzerland however the united states is a slight betting favorite to advance to the knockout round so then you would be in the top 16 and that. you're four victories away from glory. I am not predicting that the United States wins the World Cup, but I think there is a very real chance that they can involve, uh, they can advance to the knockout rounds. Like I said, that game against Wales is going to be huge in deciding that since that's probably your, they're probably the two teams in the middle. Like England's a pretty decided favorite. Iran is pretty far down okay. the rung. But I can remember the England thing. This is me knowing very little about World Cup. England disappoints for like a they century do. in this sport. They'll get to about the quarterfinals. That's their thing. Is they'll they'll make it to the knockout round and you'll start to believe and they're like the Cowboys. Honestly, like I'm not trolling is there's there'll be a lot of hype on them and you'll yeah. like start to believe sometimes and then they'll be like, "Oh, well they lost." We should wear blue coats when we play them. And they you have, think that will throw them up and they'll wear their red coats? Yeah, and, and the blue coats beat the red coats uh, 300 years ago. 200? Yeah, I mean, yeah. it 18, was about 19. 250 years yeah, ago. We're coming there. up on that. Yeah, so yeah, there you go. So yeah, you just have to dress up as United States 
warriors. Uh, <laughs> our, well, we weren't. Soldiers? We weren't, we weren't really, were you shooting guess, for the word soldiers? Well, I guess we were soldiers, but then when you watch The Patriot, you know, a lot of people were just fighting in normal clothes. Is that what you're basing your historical perspective on the Revolutionary War off of the Mel Gibson movie, The Patriot? Yes, I am. Okay. They, burnt, <laughs> they put our families in churches and burnt them to the ground. Okay. I just, I'm not saying nothing in that movie is factually accurate. I just don't know how factually accurate it is if you're looking for some records that could fall in this world cup cristiano ronaldo is tied with pele and a couple of other people for scoring in four different world cups that's the most ever if he can score in this world cup he will now hold the record all by himself at five and if you're like hold on just a damn minute where's pele from brazil Brazil. if you're like i'm a messy guy okay got a Messi stat for you. Lionel Messi has played in more World Cup games than anybody in history. He leads Cristiano Ronaldo by two. So all he has to do is play equivalent or outlast Messi or even play just one game less. And this is going to be the last World Cup for both of them. So if he can just play at least one game less but than not necessarily Messi their last or Ronaldo on the national stage, right? Like they'll still be able to they'll still play some some football. Yeah, no, they'll keep but playing, the but just in terms of the tough. World yeah, Cup, but... this is this is going to be the last stop. Now, I told you Hopefully Santa Claus helps us out by giving us a World Cup. Yeah, there's there's John Hamm uh, commercial, oh, Kevin, where yeah, he is yeah, Santa yeah. Claus. I still don't know if I've Mike seen that commercial. You need to open your eyes and watch a Fox football game. If you watch I, anything, but on I don't Fox, watch like, the commercials. Literally, isn't it Fox? True, like, because yeah. FS1 and stuff is cover, covering the World Cup. Like, if you just watch a football game on Fox, you will see the Santa Claus World Cup commercial seventy-seven times. Every time a commercial comes on, I'm like, I can go do something else. Take a lot of dumps. Not that. That is so fast for that, too. Now, I mentioned Argentina is the second favorite. They are currently undefeated in their last 35 matches, which is two away from the longest international streak in history, in men's history. So if they can go through their pool undefeated, they will set the record. Kevin. Yes. I have a quiz. Oh, my gosh. Mike, do you want to know which World Cup team you should root for? Well, I think the United States. Answer these States. questions. Dwayne, United unless States. Dwayne Wade's on the team. You want to for somebody else? You want to do this later in the week or uh, on Monday? We're running out of time. Yeah, yeah let's do can, it on Monday. We can pick a team. Yeah, let for me Mike. study up soccer. I, it'll it'll no generate chance. the team I'm for you. Wrexham. It'll ju- generate. That team is not playing. It'll generate a team. They're for in you, Wales, Mike. so that means I'd root for Wales. Okay. <laughs> From the nine seven two, I'm out on the World Cup. I desperately want to watch, but I can't support Qatar. And then from the 469. And this is kind of how I, I, thought, I thought it might play. There is an amazing amount of feedback, but it's not an amazing amount of positive feedback. It's kind of split down the middle is for everyone who is like, this, like every text we get that's saying, this is my favorite sport. I coordinated my days off with when the United States wow. plays. We get a soccer is incredibly boring. No thanks. And so that is kind of the the uh, cross-section, but then from the 2-1-4, USA will suck like they usually do. I, I'm i hoping they can make it to the knockout round, and then we'll see. It's Ferreira's going to have to be pretty awesome, like as our striker, right? Like He's going to have to do some pretty special stuff. So there are three. I'm, gl- I'm glad that you brought that up. There are three people who either 
obviously Ferreira now plays for FC Dallas, who came up through the FC Dallas system. The other two are Kellen Acosta and Weston McKinney. Oh, yeah, she used to work here. Nope. No, that's different. I do appreciate that joke for a limited amount of people. <laughs> but And Weston McKinney. Now, Weston McKinney is probably the best of the bunch. Mm-hmm. And so Weston McKinney and um, Kellen Acosta both came through the FC Dallas system as well. And obviously, Jesus Ferreira plays for FC Dallas right there. So if you're looking for like something else besides just USA rooting interest is you've got three local guys on the U.S. men's national roster, and that's pretty damn cool to me. From the 903, all these people who were so upset about the Live Golf Tour seem pretty excited about the World Cup, even though it's in Qatar. They kind of like there's very similar things involved there, man. I'm telling you, and we all fall victim to selective outrage. And it was like, I'm against this thing because of the horrible things they do. And you're like, hey, do you still watch the NBA? Do you still watch golf? Like, I get it. I do. What's what's your take on Pulisic and and kind of how soccer? Yes, that is nice. I love in Germany, maybe how connected you are to this, Mike. I love it. When I saw that EA predicted that the the United States would make it to the semifinals and he would score five goals in five games. I was like, did his agent pay EA to run those simulations? (laughs) Because he has struggled for the next great American hope. Yeah. He has struggled mightily. So this will be a big stage for him. He's been dissected pretty much with what he's been doing at Chelsea. Is there any chance, any chance that we could get Freddie Adu for Peace-a-thon to break down the World Cup? He can't be doing anything, right? Hey, I'll, I have I'll, no idea what he's up to. I think to. Peyton is a master booker at this point. He got Stephen A. Smith That's on the show for Sean and RJ. That's their dream. Our dream, obviously, is Steve DeBerg. But Freddie Adu is now our second dream. And I think, Kevin, that we really need to put Joey to the test here and see how, how much he can do. And here. Tattoo. Yeah. I mean, Freddie Adu and Tattoo. tattoo before, here yeah. yeah. And we have a combo segment where they talk about soccer. Okay. I'm in on this. We'll see if we can get that done. Joey, you've done a great job, but you haven't really booked us any guests. Yeah, so this is true. Go that book a guest, is, bro. That's your next step, and we'll work on that. All righty. We're the KNC. I don't know if he, that sounded sarcastic yeah, to me. Yeah, that was very sarcastic. Coming up next, it's time for Baseball Nuggets with Mike Basick. Rangers may be getting their new old pitching coach, and we have an idea of what Martin Perez was going to get next. KNC Masterpiece back here on 105 Through the Fan, and it's time for some baseball nuggets with Mike Basak. All right, so we have a signing in Major League Baseball. I feel like things are moving a little bit quicker in Major League Baseball than they ever have, and I think... I do think general managers and teams are going, why do we wait five weeks after free agency has already begun to then really engage in conversations with numbers? The second we heard a rumor about Rizzo, they were like, nope, resign. Right. I think that's that's good. That's good for the sport. The whole thing about letting the sport die for six weeks. I mean, when you have these pockets almost for PR July 1st through July 3rd is a huge PR time for the NBA. It's like dead off season. And yes, it is a 48 hour sprint where the Mavericks get absolutely nobody, but (laughs) it is a fun 48 hours of NBA action on where all the free agents are going to go. And then by you get through July 4th and you're like, all right, what scraps are left? Now the Mavericks start playing in the scraps, right? 
And so you have it in the NFL, too. Every time we're at spring training, the NFL is the number one story because people have agreed to contracts before free agency ever hits. And then that two days later when free agency hits, everybody else signs. And then you had this this wave of guys that have agreed in principle to a deal before free agency hits. Free agency does hit. The, the rest of the decent players that are available sign. And then you have the scraps where then the Cowboys start playing in the, hey, we'll give yeah. you a one-year, $1.2 yeah. million dollar contract. It's interesting how both teams have a different way of doing it, but they both end up with the same thing. Indeed. Now, uh, the Rangers obviously played pretty hard in the free agent pool last year, getting three, I would say, major free agents. Obviously, so. the two up the middle and John Gray. Sometimes solid, I feel like people forget about John Gray, yeah. but I agree. And when healthy, he was good last yeah, year. He just needs good. to be a lot more healthy next year. Well, Tyler Anderson last year was a very good pitcher for the Dodgers. Tyler Anderson last year had a 2.57 ERA at 32 years old. Sound familiar? Yes. Sounds like, kind of, DeGrom. like Martin Perez. Oh, yeah. Well, Tyler Anderson declined the $19.4 million option that Martin Perez agreed to. So now we have a real, well, what did he get from the Angels? Because Tyler Anderson has signed for three years and $39 million. Which is pretty much kind of where we pegged Martin Perez. Right. I think that, I don't know this for a fact, but I bet Martin uh, Perez's agent said, Martin, I know I can get you three for 36. Without a doubt, Worst case scenario, I'm getting you three for 36. I can't promise you three for 45. I can't promise you four for 60. I can't promise you a fourth year, and I can't promise you over 36 million. I cannot promise you more than 12 a year. I'm going to try my best, but it's up to you. Do you want to take the 19.4 or... I know that I can get you three for 36. I just can't promise anything more than that. Maybe a team comes along. And Tyler Anderson, who you could argue had a better year. Now, he was on a better team, so your record's going to be better. Uh, you know, but I think it gives you an idea of what Martin Perez turned down. It's yeah. about three to thirty-six. Three for thirty-nine is what Tyler Anderson signed for. So I pose the question back to you. Do you think if you were Martin Perez, take out your Rangers love? I know it's tough. We're all biased and we want the Rangers, but would you rather sign a one year nineteen point four million dollar contract or take the guaranteed three for thirty nine? Get the extra twenty million guaranteed over three years? I I would have taken the three year deal okay. if I was him. Yeah, same. Yeah. I want to get paid. I think Martin Perez, now I know he got hurt and I'm gonna say fourteen was the year he blew out his arm where it looked like he got off to a good start. Is if I really believe I'm gonna be healthy and I can repeat what yeah. I did. And I do it again. I think I can probably get three for forty-five next year. So then you're you looking at a four can. for sixty-five million dollar deal that you ended up signing. But you are taking the risk of if you get hurt, if you go back to an ERA of four and a half. Now you're looking at a one or two year deal around, let's say seven to max ten million a year. Coming off a career year, I think I would choose to okay. go ahead and take the longer think, deal. How much do you think Bochi had to do with his decision with Martin Perez? Yeah, zero. Okay. I don't think at all. I mean, I'm sure he... I don't think they know each other at all. Okay. Right? I don't know. I don't think they know each other at all. I think he was going, I'm going to take the most money. And he felt like the most money was a one-year deal rather than a three-year deal. Gotcha. Uh, Will Venerable, uh, you guys might have talked about him yesterday. I do nope. like that um, by the Texas Rangers getting they him. They created a new position that nobody yeah. has ever heard of. Well, I him. love it because I do think this... Without talking about Venerable a lot, because he's not the manager. He's not Bochi. He's not going to be blamed for losses or credited with wins. He's going to be an extra piece that Bochi can use. Is that 
I just really like that Chris Young is in charge. Now, I'm biased in this. He's my friend. We played together in 04, uh, mostly on Oklahoma City, uh, Red Hawks, a little bit on the Texas Rangers. He was up in the big leagues longer than I was um, that year. But I think Chris Young is assertive. I think he's aggressive. I think he's mad. We heard it yeah. uh, here on our station. It was with G-Bag where he really got like, look, I don't like what we just accomplished. I am mad at this. I think he's super smart. I think Will Venerable, from what I understand, I don't know him at all, but is a really smart guy, a guy that understands baseball in general and then understands the current way baseball is looked at. And I think that... The more and more I see what Chris Young is doing, the more I think that the Rangers are going to be ahead of the curve in this. They're going to be in between this research and development, which the Rangers, I believe, I've been told wrong, but I, I this is what I believe. The Rangers were all research and development. Very little baseball knowledge. We're not using baseball knowledge. Okay. We're using the numbers. We're using... We're using everything our research and development team is giving us to try to put together a team. And I think that Chris Young is going to use a lot of that. But I think by getting Bochi, I think by getting Will Venerable, I think by most likely, from what we understand, Mike Maddox, who has now left the Cardinals, who has a chance to be the Texas Rangers pitching he coach. Come who he on back. I think that Mike Maddox has been part of both ways. He's been successful in St. Louis. He is obviously our most successful pitching coach in the history of the Texas Rangers. Uh, here and I think if you get Mike Maddox back you have this unbelievable mix that we are going to we want to talk to Steve from Cornell and Larry from Harvard yeah and we want to use what you are doing I know you don't understand baseball at all but we want to use your stuff (laughs) but we also can watch a baseball game and know that like when I see Bochy I'm going to talk about one of my favorite teammates of all time was Marco Scudero now a lot of people are like I don't really know who you're talking about Mike. Yeah. Well, he got 10 years in the big leagues. He was the MVP of I believe the 2012 World Series for the San Francisco Giants. Not the one that we played in. I think the one after. Yeah. But he's one of the MVPs. This dude was a baseball player. Could play all three infield positions. When I was with the Mets and he was with us, they tried to put him in the outfield. He struggled at that, but just a pure baseball player. Knew how the game worked. Really smart IQ. He's one of the reasons they won a championship, one slash championships. I think Bochy understands how valuable those players are. Harvard, Yale, Cornell, they, they do don't not, they yeah. don't get it. They think they're worthless. And so there has to be a mix of, dude, Marco Scudero's or David Eckstein's or, you know, you name those type of players. Yes, they look like horse manure on your piece of paper. But I am telling you, without a guy or two on our team that are like that, it really hurts us in ultimately winning as many games as we want. And these guys sacrifice themselves for the betterment of the team. I can't have everybody going up there going, it's all about me and not about the team. And I think a lot of numbers suggest you should always be about yourself. And I know that's not what they're trying to do. I know research and development are not trying to say just, I need every player to just be about themselves. But the numbers suggest you should only work for yourself and not for the team. I love what you're saying, man. I really do like what you're talking about here with your approach. Yeah, and so that's why I think Chris Young is perfect for this. Now, obviously players have to develop. Jack Leiter has to develop. Chris Young was mad at that situation. I know he can't say that publicly, but he was mad that Cole Wynn, Jack Leiter, quite a few other guys had really 
They had uh, they had underperforming years, I will say, in AA and AAA. Some guys that he really counted on improving, getting better, and being ready to pitch either at the end of last year or, or near the beginning of 2023, they had really bad overall results. There were things that they liked about it, but overall they did not develop at anywhere type of the pace they wanted to. So he got rid of everybody that was coaching those guys, and he's going to bring in guys that he believes right. can really help. Yes, Good. take all the numbers, take the spin rates, take everything you need. We want all of those things. I don't not want those things. Chris Young doesn't not want those things, but he also needs baseball people too. And so I think that he's going to get a really nice mix. I found this really interesting. Uh, Adley Rushman finished second in Rookie of the Year voting. That means that's a full year of service. So if there was manipulation by the Orioles not to bring him up until late May or early June, right when he got called up, it doesn't matter because he finished so high in Rookie of the that Year voting. Automatically he qualifies. automatically gets Whoa. a full year. So now Do you he, think they're mad about that then? The Orioles? Yeah. I don't think so. But they That's they knew go they knew as the season was progressing the dude had like thirty something doubles in yeah. in uh you know two thirds of a season, uh so I think they just have to realize now hey if we did try to manipulate a little bit it didn't work but in a good way it didn't work it wasn't a bad way okay that it didn't work but I I like that for like a guy like Adley Rushman that five years from now he's a free agent not six years from yeah. now he is a free agent and the last uh, nugget that I have. Uh, you had Verlander win the Cy Young, Alcantara win the Cy Young. Real quick, here are the best pitchers. They were both unanimous, right? Yeah. Here are the best pitchers of all time to never win a Cy Young. Burt Blylevin, war-wise, is considered the best pitcher in the history of baseball never to win a Cy Young. His war, Nolan? Is, his war is 94.5. Mike Mussina. The second greatest pitcher of all time not to win a Cy Young. Then Nolan Ryan comes in at a war of 81.3 to not win uh, a Cy Young. Kurt Schilling, then Juan Marichal, Cole Hamels, Chris Sale, uh, Adam Wainwright, John Lester, Madison Bumgarner, Johnny Cueto, and Garrett Cole are the top 10 pitchers in the history of baseball, according to MLB.com, to not win a Cy Young. Obviously, Garrett Cole still has a good chance. Everybody else on the list really doesn't have it. Johnny Cueto, I don't think, has a chance anymore to win yeah. a Cy Young. No, I would be inclined to agree with that. We're the KNC Masterpiece right here on 105.3 The Fan. Coming up next, we will talk with our Dallas Cowboys insider, Mickey Spagnola, and maybe get into a little bit of that Mavs debacle from last night. All of it next right here on The Fan. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, 
They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.